Welcome to the 380th episode of the Jamie Delaney Plant-Based Wellness Podcast. My name is Jamie Delaney and I'm your host. I'm a plant-based cardiologist and endurance athlete living in Southwest Florida. Thank you for listening. Well, the Treasure Coast 2022 Marathon is in the books and we all cross the finish line. Spoiler alert. So I've decided for this interview to do a little blurb with each of our members that participated in the race. And um, I wanted to get their take on what they thought about the race. Um, it was a fabulous day. The weather was warm here in sunny Florida. There was a breeze that, that kept us pretty cool. Um, we had lots of spectator support. The race venue was great. My only complaint was, and I complained to them along the course, and they, they seemed to remedy, remedy it, that there wasn't enough ice at the aid stations because I don't know if they expected it to be so hot, but I did moan about that, and uh, on the back half, they, they got some ice at the ice station. So kudos because they, you know, they stepped up their game and made sure everybody was safe. But it was a wonderful day for me to see people accomplish their goals you know, like I said on the last podcast, you know, putting yourself out there and extending your limits and doing something that you're not sure you can do is a big risk as an adult, um, as well as for a kid, but as an adult and coming back from health issues and accomplishing something uh, like a half marathon or a whole marathon is a life-changing experience. And the crew was surprised by Addie Delaney Meinrich, who has worked with all of our members on their nutrition as well as some of the race plans and nutrition race plans as well as strength training and actual run plans, um, came in with Caleb for a surprise visit. So it made the, it made the weekend even more special for everyone. And, um, you know, I, I, I couldn't, uh, couldn't have asked for uh, a better day. I think that everybody is uh, looking forward to, to doing it again. I think when you hear uh, about these plant-based endurance athletes, you'll want to be plant-based and you'll want to be an endurance athlete. Um, no doubt about it. So the only person that was born plant-based was Caleb, and he didn't run. But the rest of us um, became plant-based, and uh, the runners today have overcome some odds and, with the help of being plant-based, have accomplished great goals. So I'm going to let them speak for themselves. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. Um, I hope you, if you want to see some pictures, you can go over to Plant-Based Striders um, on Facebook. You can join our group, but you can see the pictures of the participant. We had uh, some great, uh, great shots of the finish line and uh, great shots during the race. So you can check that out. You can always email me at drdelaney.com, D-O-C-T-O-R-D-U-L-A-N-E-Y, if you want to find out how you can join our endurance athlete family and uh, get yourself in shape to run. I think you will um, realize by the end of this podcast that you are too old not to run. So we have 53 through 86 running uh, and talking about their marathon experiences today. So... Without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to them, and then I'll do a recap at the end. Enjoy. She's just a girl, and she's on fire. Hotter than a fantasy. Lonely like a high. 
The Treasure Coast Marathon is in the books, and I have Erica with me, uh, who completed her first half marathon in a record PR, more than she thought, I should say, shorter time. They're quicker than she thought she would. Erica, um, walk me through it a little bit. When did you decide that you might want to do a half marathon? Honestly, I, I've always been someone that's been struggling to kind of lose weight and be fit. And I had had a goal in the back of my mind a long time ago that I wanted to walk a half marathon, uh, probably about seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I had signed up and everything, but I needed to have foot surgery, so that delayed me. Um, and fast forward to, to this current marathon... Um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer back in August, and I decided that because one of the best things that you can do is exercise, um, particularly since I live in the Michigan cold winters, that I needed to have something, I needed to have a hard goal to reach in order to motivate me to do what I needed to do to take care of exercising. And so I, just, I, I think I talked to you and said, you know, I think, I wanna, I think I'm going to sign up for the Treasure Coast Marathon, but I'm not a runner. And, and I said, I, I've never run. I've tried to run several times. I'm not a runner, so I'll probably just walk. I'm just going to walk. Um, and I don't know really quite understand how or when it happened, but somewhere <laughs> along the way it turned into uh, – running a marathon using interval training. And so I did it. Yes, you did. And you did it in 3.13, I believe. Is that the time? Um, I think it was 3.15. 3.15. But much faster than I was training at, which was a little surprising. Right. So you worked with Addie uh, Meinrich, our registered dietitian, and my daughter. She gave you the program. But the last time that you and I spoke, you said, you know, we said anything's a personal best. And if you just get in under four hours, then that's great. (laughs) And when we started out um, Sunday morning at 6.15, you were with Nanette, Michael and I, and you were just like, you know, okay, this is really, really easy. And we said, you know, you need to go on. (laughs) You need to just go. Yeah. So, so what were your intervals when you left us? Because you kind of left us pretty good. <laughs> yeah, my intervals were, um, in the, most of my intervals were at uh, uh, 14, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. which was pretty surprising because, you know, on the treadmill and uh, at home on the track at the Y I'd been doing, I wasn't really doing much less than 16 minutes, uh, 16.30 um, and so Nanette, I'd heard Nanette say that she, she, her pace was three hours or three hours and 30 minutes. And I'm like, well, that's kind of what I've been doing at home. So maybe I should just hold back and stick with her at them, you know? 
But then you guys encouraged me. You're like, no, you need to run your own race. You can, you can beat this time. Just go do your thing. And so um, I think you had given me the tip as well that if you can say the Pledge of Allegiance, that's not too fast. And I got, I tell you, probably said the Pledge of Allegiance a million <laughs> times in my head <laughs> as I run. So I'm going to have to try to find a new theme song. <laughs> but that's really what's helped me to try to keep my pace. Um, and then, you know, just normal, trying not to be tired or winded and paying attention to your body if your legs start hurting and that kind of thing. But I really felt good throughout the whole race until we until I got to the last three miles. And the sun was kind of affecting me a little bit, I think, the heat. Um, and I felt like I needed to slow down a little bit. But um, looking at my, my Garmin, I didn't slow down that much, which was kind of surprising. I just decided in my head I was going to fast walk a lot of it and then run where there was shade. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I ran down the last, uh, well, we only had to do one bridge for the marathon. I think the marathoners had to do two. But the last bridge, I'm like, I'm going to use the the low incline to gain some speed and time. So I ran down that as well. But um, I felt really, really good, you know coming in and uh, even though I was tired and it went by faster than I thought it would too because at home doing the treadmill or on the track sometimes I feel like okay I've got this much more to do but it was so much faster being in you know the heat of the moment and everything Um, and of course we had our own little entourage of cheerleaders Um, my husband Michael came Um, Addie was there with Caleb and she was there with signs cheering us on as we made the finish so that made it much you know much easier and a lot, lot more special. So it was fun. Were did you were there people around you running, or you were pretty much by yourself running? Um, there were people around me. Um, I would say not a ton, though. I would say like maybe six to twelve. And I saw this. I'd see the same people for like a couple miles, and they disappear. And then I'd see some more people for a couple miles. So it was on and off. But I was, um, I was, you know, there were. We weren't like right next to each other when we finished. That's for sure. They were spaced out a little bit. And in the heat of the moment, as far as running, did you get the motivation like you were either being chased or you were chasing someone or chasing to the finish? I mean, did you get that little extra spur of energy? I did definitely coming into the finish. I could see off in the distance, and this was probably I still had almost a half mile out. Um, I could see out in the distance they had the police. Uh, blocking traffic right before the finish and stuff. I'm like, wow, it's it's right up there, <laughs> you know, and I knew I couldn't run the whole thing at that point because it was a little too far, but I definitely walked a little bit faster. And then when I got to a point where I knew I could sprint and hit that finish line, I definitely sprinted all the way there. So would you say this was a life-changing experience? Absolutely, yeah. I, I think that, you know, that's um, completing a half marathon, completing those, that race, you know, something that, again, you didn't think, you know, wasn't even in the books for you. Um, it, it is just, um, you, you, you put a carrot out there that was really hard to reach and you didn't. It's, it's just, it changes everything, you know, as far as your outlet or what you can possibly do. It changes everything. It does. And I think, um, you know, this is going to sound a little bit strange, but I think so many times um, in life we tell ourselves that we're making things a priority, but it's really not true. 
Um, I think for this race, partially because of the diagnosis and partially because of how important it became to me, I made sure that, um, you know, I did my training schedule on T. There were no excuses. I didn't, I didn't make any excuses. I didn't accept any excuses. I think there was one day I maybe missed a strength training for some weird reason. But, I mean, out of a 13-week program or 12-week program, that's not horrible, you know. And I didn't beat myself up over it either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just knew that I would make it up some other way somehow. Um, but, yeah, this this has changed my life. I feel like it's also allowed me to be more dedicated to my health because I've got a project every day that I can do beyond my nutrition that allows me to take care of myself. And then there's always something else to look forward to. I actually signed up for my next race before I even ran this half marathon. Nice. So, yeah. And uh, are you going to come back next year? (laughs) I am going to come back next year. I think, um, so my, my husband, Michael, said, he pinky swore to me that he would do this race with me next year. So we're going to sign up, and we're trying to recruit our daughters to come with us, too, and run it. Nice. So I don't know who will all be there, but he pinky swore, so he has to do it. I think so. So we're going to make it an annual family event. I, yeah, I, I think it's a, you know, a beautiful um, venue. Stewart, Florida is a pretty little seaside town. Uh, Michael said that he read somewhere that it's supposed to be the happiest seaside town in America. And so, you know, I mean... <laughs> Pretty, pretty is. Uh, so you fuel, did you take gels or dates oh, yeah. or what did you do there? Um, so most of the time when I did my training, I was doing bananas and dates before my run. Um, Addie suggested I do oatmeal because I was having a little bit of leg heaviness towards the end of some of my longer runs. So we um, switched that to oatmeal. So the morning of, I'd had some oatmeal and berries. And then I did the, uh, I think they're Hama, is that that how you pronounce them? Uh, Gels. And I just did the gels. And I have to say, I need to find something else if I ever do a marathon because six, well, I think I actually only ended up doing five of them. I was a little tired of them by the fifth one. Um, But I got different flavors to vary it up. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, because... my first marathon, and I know anybody listens to this podcast is going to hear this over. It's like, okay, tell me it over again. But I did, I used chocolate goo and red Gatorade the entire training and the entire marathon. And I still get a little nauseated when I think of red Gatorade and chocolate. I can't even look at it. If there's a chocolate goo on the course, I can't take it. You know, if it's <laughs> the last thing, I can't, I can't do it. I can do a Huma mocha on occasion, but really chocolate I have. And I was always... Like I said, before plant-based, I was anti-fruit. You know what I mean? It's like chocolate I'll do, you know, anything but no fruit. Now, you know, the I like my favorite is the the humid lemons uh, one. That's like the one I save for the raspberry. Um, but I try in training not to use the gels that I really like because I don't want to make them, you know, make me hate them. Right. Um, so that, uh, but yeah, it is, it is tough to try to figure out what your stomach will tolerate. It's like, you know, it's a bad trick or treating experience, you know, it's just yeah. too much sugar after a while and you just like. Yeah. And for some reason the dates, cause I did try dates, um, in between gels and they just didn't seem to give me the same effect. 
I don't think you can absorb them quick enough. I will tell okay. you, I did something for this race that I guess we were playing around training for the 50 mile or up and there's this, um, Mary Lou's, um, makes these little pies. They're like, they're kind of like a fig Newton for the most part. It's what I, but Mary Lou is the company. And I had a Mary Lou apple pie and I ate that and I actually, it's 200 calories. And that actually lasted me for the hour and I felt good and it didn't give me any indigestion or anything. So I, I did like that. Okay. First time I've ever tried that. I also tried another bar that did not sit with me. So, you know, but, but you have to be really careful, you know, because if it, you know, once your stomach goes, it's kind of hard to take in anything. And then if you can't take in anything, then things start to, to go, to go awry. So, but anyway. Yeah, no, those worked really well. And I think we did the last two or three with the caffeine to kind of give me that little extra nudge. Yeah. <laughs> I always think about, I, I like cliff mocha and I always think that's my second cup of coffee in the morning, you know, let's get this. So what would you do different the next time? Oh gosh. What would I do different? Honestly, I think, um, I don't know if I would do anything different. I think if I were to go back, I'd like to tell myself um, not to be as nervous and not to be so hard on myself. Because, you know, and I think Addie would tell you the same thing if she talked to you. She'd, I, I kept looking at my Garmin, looking at that pace going, oh my God, I'm gonna be, they're gonna have to drag me off this course. They're gonna shut it down in four hours. And they're going to take away all the, you know, fencing and everything. And I'm going to have to walk this thing. And then I discovered that they don't do that for this marathon. <laughs> so then I was like, oh, totally relieved. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, have a little grace with yourself. Because what, like, what's the worst that's going to happen is that you're going to end up, you know, walking this whole thing and you're going to get to that finish line no matter what, right? Because you've trained, you've prepared for it, you're healthy. Um, it's funny because I got my race, my bib number, and it was 911. <laughs> and my girlfriend and I, who uh, she asked me what my number was and she wanted to track me, and when I gave it to her, she just died laughing. She's like, You're joking, right? And I said, No. And I said, We have to turn this into a positive. I am not going to be jinxed by this number. <laughs> Um, and so she's like, oh, you like that song, Girl is on Fire, right? I'm like, that's it. That's my theme song, you know. Um, and, and I didn't let it deter me because it was just such a special moment and such a, such a great experience uh, to train and particularly overcoming, um, you know, I'm obviously in the, in the midst of this, I also did radiation treatment. And so I think probably about one, two, three, probably about four weeks of the training, I was doing radiation. And, um, you know, I, I don't even know how I did it, to be honest with you. Um, I just kept doing it. And I kept telling myself that, you know, if I had, had any aches or pains, that it wasn't any big deal. I would try to get as much rest as possible, you know, in between, but I wasn't going to let the radiation uh, treatments knock me off the training regimen. 
you know, and Addie had to back me off, I think, once or twice and help me uh, with supplement my um, nutrition a little bit because um, I ended up doing some smoothies um, and stuff like that because some days I had to do two treatments because of malfunctions with the machines and stuff. But, you know, it's just problem solving at the end of the day and trying to make it work and having enough grace uh, for yourself because nothing's perfect. Um, and it just goes to show you that you can do anything once you put your mind to it. And the truth is remove the excuses that you make for yourself. Right. Yeah. Well, well said, you know, I mean, I think that that's what I like best about endurance, uh, running is that it's a lot like life, you know, things come up and you have to troubleshoot. And uh, I think it's fabulous that you went through. I was, you know, and now, now that it's over, um, I was actually very worried about your training during radiation. I, I told Addie, it's like, this is going to be rough. I said, this is really going to be rough. She's going to be so tired. And Addie kept saying, she's doing great. She's doing great. You know, and it's like, you know, I'm just, you know, it's like, how many more, you know, how many more, how many more? And uh, so, you know, my hat's off to you. You did, you did great. I don't know if the exercise helped. Uh, certainly your positive mental attitude was a huge Huge benefit. I think nutrition, you know, my mom went through chemo and I believe that nutrition really, really helped her to deal with her, um, you know, the side effects of chemotherapy and everything. Um, but I, you know, I think your positive mental attitude really did more than, than probably anything combined. Um, and well, and I also have to say, that I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I lost 28 pounds during this time. So that's a huge incentive on all this too, because as I'm as I'm doing the work, I'm also reaping the benefits. Now that obviously had a lot to do with my nutrition as well, but um, that certainly was an extra value added that kept me motivated. Yeah, and, and you did, you know, you did really good on on that, and um, yeah, just a win, win, win. Uh, so I couldn't be more proud of you. And uh, thank you, Eddie. Eddie was certainly over the moon. I got to tell you, you know, and she was so excited that she was going to be able to come down and and see you cross the finish line. And uh, so it was, uh, you know, you made you made our day as, as much as you made your day. So well, I certainly couldn't have done it without either one of you. And um, I feel truly blessed to have connected with both you and Addie and to be a member of this practice. Um, it's been a life-changing event for me to be able to have that support group um, that, that you have behind you and your health decisions um, so that you can make the right decisions for yourself. Well, it, it is good, you know what I mean? Uh, like, you know, I think I, I told people, I, I used to put marathon posters up in my office for years and years and years and years, and nobody ever wanted to run a marathon. So we finally got this practice changed around to being a plant-based wellness practice. And, you know, it's kind of a dream come true for me, you know, long time coming, but a dream come true to be able to have people go from being patients to being runners, you know, and achievers. And, and that's just, you know, it's just couldn't ask for anything more. So I, I really appreciate appreciate you taking time to speak with me, and um, you got to make sure we get to watch the Treasure Coast uh, website because there's a discount when you sign up early. So we'll, we're all going to get that discount. I know I'm going to speak with Dick here in a little bit, and he's signing up again. So I hope awesome. we have a crowd. <laughs>
I do too. And like I said, I want to make it like an annual event for our family. So you'll see me again next year. All right. Sounds good. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Welcome, Nanette. Congratulations. You have completed yet another half marathon, and it was such a pleasure to get to run with you. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. I've already run 4.4 miles and worked out at the gym, and now I'm home talking with you and getting ready to eat some whole food, plant-based breakfast. (laughs) I talked with Dick Willard this morning and he ran five. So I only ran three and a half. So you guys are putting me to shame already. I got up at 4.30, got to Lakeland with the group. Many of them were in the relay for the marathon. And uh, then Jerry, who was one of them, uh, we all just talked about you and talked about the wonderful weekend. It was a great time, was it not? Yes. So when I spoke to, and and so when you and Michael and I, we ran about nine and a half miles together and then you went and finished on your own and we were doing a 15 minute, yeah, we did 15 minutes of running and 30, I'm sorry, 15 seconds running and 30 seconds walking. And you took off like a bat. We had to slow you down at at first, but um, you were really comfortable doing that the whole way in, right? So I'm just going to reiterate, we did 15 seconds running and 30 seconds walking with you for about nine and a half miles. And then we split off to go to the whole marathon and you went and finished the half. Did you continue to do 15 and 30s about or... Yes, I did. I continued to do that as we had done through the nine point miles. Yeah, you look great. And uh, obviously I saw your I saw your finished video that Addie did and you look fabulous. I felt great the whole time. I just thought of you and how you had encouraged me and my heart rate never went over 119. Perfect. I mean, that was a well executed race. I felt so calm and enjoyed our conversation and I I enjoyed the discussion on all those beautiful homes and the trees it it was just one of the best days of my life being with you that's the longest I have ever been with you and I will always that's a memorable moment for the rest of my life well for somebody it was a memorable nine miles Eight, for, for 86 years old, I'm going to take that as a huge compliment because I'm sure you've had a lot of great days. So, <laughs> so is, there, is, yes. there anything, is there anything you would do differently? I believe that the way you started and you said, we'll follow your lead. I think I probably, as you followed my lead, 
maybe started out a little bit too fast. I know not to, but as we went through the second, third, and other miles, and you shared with me that we wanted to have plenty of energy at the next miles around, what, 12, 13, I compensated and did slow down a little bit after your uh, encouragement to do that. <laughs> yeah, you did, you did it, you did a you did a great job. Um, you had some water at the aid stations and you had, did you end up doing that gel after you left us? I certainly did. I did exactly like you shared that I should do it. And I know that gel and talking with Addie and you, I know my fuel that I drank and used it was perfect for me for that race. Because when I finished, I just finished strong. I felt great. And I, it didn't even seem like 13.1 miles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You look, you look great. And like you said, you're back at the gym and back at it today. So I thought the course, I mean, you like the course compared to the other half marathons you've done. You thought it was nice. Oh yes. And I loved the going on those bridges. Everybody said, Oh, those bridges, they were awful, but we really, you and the three of us just had a great up the hill and down, and we started going a little bit faster down the hill to make up some time, if you want to say that way. But I loved, not hill, but it was a bridge. I really liked both the bridges, and especially by myself. Coming up the hill, there were other people who were um, running for the 13.1 miles, and we spoke with each other. We didn't stop or anything. And going down the hill, I just felt, I mean, down the bridge, I felt great. Fabulous, fabulous. Well, you train for it well because you do hill you do hill repeats once a week, right? That's right. And um, I have earned my hill runner shirt. It's a yellow shirt that we run. Uh, you can run ten hills, and five are just about before dark when I do it. About the most I've run during that time, but I feel good about hill running. Yes. So there was one other person in your age group this time. Yes, there was. And of course, there are many people your age that didn't show up. <laughs> so what, <would> you, <laughs> what advice would you give for people that, um, you know, think they're too old to start running? When did you, what age did you start running these marathons? 65, age 65. My next door neighbor was at the hospital and uh, they were doing the uh, hospital run back 65, when I was 65. And I ran a 5K in 37 minutes. And now I do a 5K in around 43 or 44 minutes. So it hasn't changed too much with the 5K. <laughs> but I think, they should get, <laughs> I think they should get out and uh, walk. I love the Jeff Galloway Lakeland group. I do a 14 minute mile usually when I do the magic mile. And so I run somewhere around 14, 15, and, and I think it went up to 16 minutes for the end. So I guess the cumulative amount of per mile minute was 15 to 16 for me. Yeah, well, I mean, and that, I would, that's what you would expect for a half marathon. I mean, you're, no one's gonna run a half marathon at the same time, at the same pace they run a 5K. 
Um, you just don't have enough glycogen. You just haven't don't have enough in the tank to kind of you know keep that going. You know, even the Kenyans don't run a 5K pace for their full marathon. I would just recommend to people my age or when I was 65 to get with a group and uh, just follow the guidelines. I like to run, walk, run. It works for me. And some people do a minute running and a minute walking. And I do usually 20, 15 to 20 seconds uh, running and 30 seconds walking. And if I feel I could do a little bit more, I do, but I'm with people that I enjoy being with and it, I just look forward to it. And I think they would too, if they started that. Perfect. What's up for you next? This weekend, there are several races, but I have signed up for the policemen's for our Special Olympics. And I also, this is interesting, I signed up for Bach Tower before I realized they were both on the same day. It was hard to say the way they did it. So the policemen uh, that are friends of mine, and of course my grandson is a police officer, um, I'm going to run that one and it'll be downtown Winter Haven. It's only, a, I'm saying only, it's only a 3.1, but I'm looking forward to um, running Saturday. And of course I run two days a week. I go to the gym and do the balance training and I've just come from there doing the exercise with weights. So well, well I've got to say that you're thinking your your form is fabulous and you know there was no there was never any question any doubt about your balance i never had one you know i never felt like i needed to watch out and the net might trip or watch out and the net might stumble i mm -hmm. mean there was just none of that so it's all paying off thank you so much because uh jody shepardoni is the one i was with and when you call me in the gym and I've been at that same gym, even though it's called Just Move Now. And I took my shirt, which we can talk about that a little bit, and showed them my name on the shirt. But of course, I wore your shirt, my Dr. Delaney, with the, my heart beats, B-E-E-T-S. And uh, they wanted some photos. And it was just amazing how people, at, when I get there with them and they know how old I am, and I've known a lot of them 24 years, it's just heartwarming that they want a photo with this old lady, which I'm a young at heart. There you go. There's nothing old about you, Nanette. <laughs> I loved, I loved what you said, Dr. Dr. Lane. I love what you said at the dinner on the fifth the night before. You looked over at me when you were talking and you said. That is a great smile. Nanette has on with a smile. I could hold video, but I, I try to just be happy and grateful at the end of the race when I touch that finish line. Well, I think, you know, I think those are, are words of, of wisdom. I have spoken to Erica and Dick, and I'm going to try to get in touch with Hutch. But one thing y'all have in common is a great positive mental attitude. So... If anybody yes. takes anything away from this pod, podcast, it's that anything can be accomplished with a good positive mental attitude. I have a wristband that I've had for several years and uh, we were to put a 
phrase on it, and it is, let food be thy medicine. And medicine is something that I don't take. I just take a B12, and you had me do um, vitamin C. But um, I just eat like you teach us to eat, and I know that has so much to do with my energy. And I let food be my medicine. All Hippocrates. Right. Hippocrates, of course, it's on my wristband, and I, I wear that band with great respect. Well, you know, my hat's off to you, and are you going to sign up for the Treasure Coast next year? Definitely. I can hardly wait, and I hope that at least you will have, I know you have a lot of people in your practice, and I'm grateful to be in your practice, but I hope I can have a few miles with you too, Michael and you. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. I'll put it in writing. I'll look forward to I'll it. I'll be I'll be 87. I'll be on the underway toward 90. So keep me in your practice until we can just keep saying I'll keep you in I'll keep you in the, in the practice. Yeah, you'll be in the practice long enough that we have to invent many new age groups. How about that? <laughs> I love it. All right. Thank thanks, you so much. Thanks for taking time to speak with me. Thank you for calling me. Have a blessed day. You too. Take care, Nanette. to welcome Dick to the podcast. We did it. We finished the Treasure Coast Marathon and it was a great one. Well, so. you know, it, it, it seemed like I was training for that for a, a year and most of that year, it was so far in the future that I couldn't reach out and touch it. And then all of a sudden it was on top of me and now it's in the rearview mirror. So it's a uh, it went by in a flash, but it was uh, it was really a worthwhile thing to do. Good. So, Kathy, so Kathy, your wife, um, editor, told me that it's something that you've had on your bucket list for a long time. I, I've always been kind of fascinated with it, with the marathon, and part of that may be because I came from Boston, and the Boston Marathon is such a big thing up there. Um, but I never really thought it was possible until last year when I listened to a podcast and you had Hutch on, and Hutch had just completed his first marathon, and that planted the seed um, or watered the seed, whatever it was, and I realized that maybe it was possible, and I started to train, and I wrote you a short note saying that uh, I would like to try it, and uh, we worked up a, a training program, and uh, so I kept working on that all year, uh, and I'm glad I did. But I, I found out that anything's possible if you surround yourself with the right people. And, 
that you you have to have positive people. Well, you <laughs> you certainly are one, and your wife is certainly one. You know, so you've start you've started that trend um, well before you met any of us. That's for sure. Well, um, you know, you two are, you know, your outlook on um, everything that you've been through since I've known you has been one of positivity. So, um, you know, I, I can't, you know, if you can uh, maybe share a little bit about, um, so the last year was not even without issues. Um, I believe part of last, part of your training, you were still getting some antibiotics or had you finished your antibiotics? Uh, I've, I've had so much of that, I'm not sure, but I think I had finished it at that point. That point. So the, the previous year, I had had a lot of uh, antibiotics. But. Yeah, so you had, if I might share, may I share a little bit of your pet, your history? Yes. Be my guest. So a diagnosis. So, you know, you became plant-based and then you got a diagnosis of colon cancer. So you know, we had the discussion. It's like, well, so much for being bulletproof, right? Uh, right. So you had the diagnosis, had the surgery, and then you went, you know, back to exercise. And you were a vigorous, you've been a vigorous athlete since I've known you. You've ridden your bike hard, you've rode hard, you've walked hard, you know, you've, you've not, it's not like you were a couch potato and then you decided to take up, you know, marathon training. But then you had an uh, adhesions that required an, an obstruction, required second surgery. And then I believe between the second surgery, then you had your abdominal aorta um, stented. And then you had an, I think the last, the, last, um, the last whack you had to your abdomen was with the abscess. So you had antibiotics for a prolonged period of time. Well, yeah, that's, there's all of that. Plus there was, uh... The, a third surgery as well. Oh, that's right. I said, I was trying to, yeah. So there was, so three surgeries, you know, and antibiotics and, you know, the, 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 not funny, but I remember when you first started becoming, you were, you guys were really transitioning into a strict plant-based diet. You kept losing weight and we kept saying, eat more, eat more, eat more. It'll level out. It'll level out. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason why you were losing weight was that there was, you know, there was a colon mass that was eating part of your calories. And mm -hmm. so we've had, we've worked with, you worked with Addie, you know, I mean, you were one of these people that we were trying any which way we could to put calories in you, right. you know, and Kathy was, you know, a 24 seven short order cook, you know, run and get this, run and get that, cook this, you know, make <laughs> that. And thank God you like to eat because, you know, we were trying to fill your, how tall are you? 6'2". 6'2". So, you know, 6'2", um, you know, we're trying to, to keep that tank full and it just seemed like it went to your feet every time, you know, and uh, well, it, was, it was challenging just to get nutrients in you and you were moving and you really got yourself back physically active very quick after each of those surgeries. Yeah, I I remember I uh, I made my first twenty mile bike ride after that within uh, six weeks after the surgery I think. And yeah, I, but I, I I don't know I I I never 
considered myself to be exceptionally active, but uh, I tried and stayed active. It, it's, well, it's a thing to do. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, again, that leads to a positive outlook on life. You're outside. Most of your activities were outside doing things. Um, you know, you're always, you're always sporting the Florida tan for the most part, you know? <laughs> well, I've, I'm fortunate and I've always been able to do that, but I always like to be outside. I'd rather be outside than inside, almost in any weather. So you, your training was a little bit different. You chose to do a race walk strategy. Right. Uh, I have a knee that, uh, it doesn't bother me normally. <clears throat> it, uh, excuse me, Kathy told me not to do that, by the way. It's <laughs> uh, and it, it doesn't bother me normally, but it does bother me when I try to run. It doesn't like the jolting. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would like to keep my natural knees as long as I can. So I decided that that I would like to do the marathon, but that I would try to learn to race walk, uh, which is uh, not as, as uh, uh, tough on the joints. So I, it, as it turns out, I can walk without a problem. I can race walk without a problem. But if I try to run, I probably couldn't go 30 or 40 steps without it bothering me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I'd ever believe that, Dick. I think you could do anything you decided you want to. But yeah, you. But you know, again, at six foot one, his race walking pace. Um, you know, you were turning in paces to me during your training run, someplace between twelve and 13, 14 minute mile paces a lot of the time. Um, you know, and a lot of people struggle to to run that pace. You know, so you're you're definitely. Um, have a very efficient walking stride and you're very flexible too. You know, um, I remember the, when you had your second surgery, the one thought was that, you know, did you cause something in your colon? Do you remember when you called me? Because yeah. you, you would stand on one step and touch the step below you with your hands. And you right. like, you think I did something? And it's like, <laughs> Well, that's something, you know, to be able to do that. Not many people can. <laughs> I, I, I distinctly remember telling you that and uh, thinking that maybe I had done something extreme that I shouldn't have done because I had no idea what had happened at that point. No, I don't think I don't think that had anything to do with it. But I, you know, I, you know, it's like, geez, you know, you're standing on one step and then you showed me, you know, so it wasn't like it, you know, it's like you just bent over and touched the ground and it's like, wow. And even during your training, you know, when we did some things, you, you know, you've been very flexible the whole time. So I think that really goes to, and, and I do believe it because you're moving so much and you have moved and done so many different things that maintaining your mobility has helped you, you know, with the training load. I had to hold you back. You know, I kept, I don't know, I had multiple uh, emails with you saying, please don't, please don't do so much. <laughs> Well, I don't know. It, it's, it just seems a natural thing to try and go a little faster and a little longer. And to be held back sometimes, it, it doesn't seem like it's the thing to do. If, if, uh, if I 
tell myself to do that. Uh, it, it's easy for me to think that I should be going faster or longer. Uh, so, so let's fast forward. How do you think that all worked out during the race? You know, you, you, uh, in your email to me a couple days or day ago, you said, I'm going over what I would do differently. So what'd you, what did you decide you might do differently besides fix your Garmin? <laughs> well, probably, the, and I did fix the Garmin. <laughs> I had to go to YouTube to do that. It wasn't even covered in the manual. Um, I think the, one of the biggest things I learned, and I don't know why I didn't learn it a long time ago, but I don't drink enough water. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was going along and I found it difficult to drink out of the paper cups because I, I, I didn't want to stop moving. And if I tried to drink out of the paper cups while I was moving, I spilled half of the water. Uh, so I started, I hate Gatorade, but I started to pick up the Gatorades, the little Gatorades, uh, because I could drink them out of the cup and they wouldn't spill out. Uh, but then I started not to drink them because I really didn't like them. Yeah. When Michael caught up with me, uh, I was carrying a full Gatorade in my hand and I had passed a water stop. Uh, so he convinced me to, to take a water bottle that he had. I didn't want to at first, but he convinced me to take it. And then I started to drink it and <laughs> I really felt a lot better after I had uh, taken some water. And, but even then, uh, he had to come up to me several times and say, drink, drink, <laughs> because I wasn't drinking. I was carrying it but I wasn't drinking. Um, so we went through several water stops where we filled up the water bottle um, and I, I emptied it before the next one. But I don't know why I didn't know, know to drink as much as I should have. Um, but I learned that lesson, I hope. Uh, but one of the other things is that uh, I was kind of disappointed in my time because I didn't do as well as I, as I, I planned or thought I could. Uh, my times in training were a lot better, but one of the things in training, it's, it's all on flat ground. And I found out that, but I, I learned a lot in, in the race that I hope to apply to the next time I do it. And I am gonna do it again. Uh, so my goal is to be faster next time. Perfect. Uh, this past race, it is what it is. And for whatever reason, uh, I wasn't as fast as I thought I should be. Uh, hopefully it'll change next time. Well, I mean, I, it's your personal best. So there's, you know, there's, you know you're, you said, this is the only race that, that you were guaranteed a personal best. <laughs> well, that's true. that's true. That's one that that's a positive way to look at you know, it. It was a personal best. And um, I, I thought you did fabulous. It was because of the, you know, there was enough of a breeze. It was hot, but I think that the breeze kind of fools you into thinking that it's not quite as hot as it was. 
You know, yeah. I mean, I was I was drinking. I was getting rid of a, a a water bottle almost between you know every every aid station myself. And you know, training this winter when it was cooler, you know, I was drinking a lot less as well. But I found myself really, especially the last half, um, I was really down in a water bottle about every about every aid station. Um, you know, between, between the two. And right. I think, you know, I think that that, and I, and I think, you know, Michael said as well, when you got a few gels in you, he felt as though your nutrition exactly. was a little, you know, so you, you, you got a little behind there. So you didn't have as much gas in the tank as you, as you could have had. That's another thing is the, the gels were very beneficial. Uh, and one of the mistakes I made is that for calories, I carried uh, not only a few gels, but I had, uh, a, it's like a breakfast muffin. Mm -hmm. And I had tried one, but when I tried one, I was just standing around and eating it. And mm -hmm. it was no, no problem at all. But it was a different story when I was trying to run and I was dry and it was crumbly. Uh, so I, I had three of them, and the reason I had them is they had a lot of calories in them. They were like, like 225 calories, and I thought that, well, one of these an hour would be great. Yeah. But it, it just wasn't the thing. I needed something wetter, something that was going to get down easier. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of the other things that I had my pocket stuffed. I, I wear a bathing suit rather than running shorts, uh, so I have pockets, but I overfilled them. Uh, so the next time, one of the things I want to do is talk to you about uh, the vest that you and Michael had, uh, because I was impressed with that. He pulled the gels out of the pockets, and he had water seams that was hidden in. <laughs> and, and I was still carrying... Uh, a lemonade unopened at, at mile 18. I never did open it. Uh, so like I, I've, I've got to do things smarter next time. I've got to drink more water and I've got to refine the, the gels, the things I'm going to take for energy. And uh, even the night before, instead of, I remember in the Boston Marathon, uh, they had a, a, a pasture dinner, it was traditional, where people loaded up with carbohydrates. Well, what did I have the night before but a salad? <laughs> so I didn't get many carbs from the salad. Yeah, I think that um, I found that rice actually sits with me or a potato, sweet potato sits better with me than, than pasta. But I, yeah, I, I was laughing too. Um, you know, kind of the morning of the race because, um, you know, I haven't, I hadn't talked about this before, but, you know, we all met at the restaurant right. in the afternoon and then there was the fiasco with Caleb falling and then we kind of made a quick exit and we did, um, and we had been playing with Caleb in the park and, you know, and then we went to the hotel and we were just kind of eat as you could, you know, kind of over hungry, just grabbing things and, I had been carrying and lugging him around. So by the, by the time I went to bed, I, my back was bothering me. 
I was stiff. I hadn't stretched at all. Like I usually have a routine that I went through. I hadn't done any of that. I hadn't, thank goodness we had a smoothie in the afternoon, a fruit smoothie, because other than that, I probably hadn't hydrated enough. We didn't eat, you know, we didn't eat as the amount that we should have, you know, we, and, and it's like, we're really starting this on the short end, you know, I mean, and, but it, you know, it all, it all works out, but it, you know, it, it does make a difference what you eat the night before. And it certainly makes a difference. Um, you know, what you're, you know, getting, getting something that sticks with you and that you can tolerate Right. Uh, while you're eating and, and they, you know, in triathlon, especially, but I think in most endurance events, people's, you know, nutrition is part of the plan is part of the race, you know, running in your speed and your pace and your heart rate, but nutrition is every bit as important because when the tank goes dry, you just, you know, your body just says enough, um, you know, we're going to go and we're going to go into idle mode here and, you know, until your heart rate and we can kind of, break down a little fat to get you a little bit of glucose or get you a little bit of fat going on here. We're just going to slow you down. And then that's, you got the, no matter what the brain says, your body just saying, Nope, we're going to go into, we're idling here for a little bit. Um, but you did, I think you did a fabulous job. Couldn't have been happier. You know, it's such a pleasure to be around positive people. And um, what would you, you know, what would you tell people in your age group? And that is the 79. So you're, are you 75 to 79 age group? So next race, you'll actually be in the 80 plus great age group. When you go to the next year, you'll be the young guy in your age group next year. <laughs> yeah. Rather than the old guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think I would tell people if, if they were contemplating uh, tr trying to do a marathon, is I remember saying that, that uh, I kind of like it, and it you either think you can or you think you can't. Either way, you're right. <laughs> so you got to keep a positive attitude uh, and try. If if you don't try, you'll never do it. So if you just sit back and say. I can't do that. You're right. You can't do it. Uh, but I like to do things that people don't expect me to do. Uh, Kathy and I crossed the Atlantic in a sailboat, and when we were, I was 64, and I won't tell you how old she was. <laughs> but, uh, we we did that, and we did a few other things that people didn't expect us to do at that age. Uh, and this is one of those things. I mean, this shocked people. Uh, Kathy has been sending out emails to lots of old friends and so forth and so on. And we're getting emails back and everybody's just, just saying, wow. Uh, because they, they don't think they can. But a lot of people can do a lot more than you think you can. You just have to surround yourself with the right people, people who think positively and are going to help you accomplish whatever that goal is. Uh, my biggest goal was in, in the race was, uh, I, I stated from the beginning, was just to finish. Well, I, I got to, at some point I changed that. I wanted to do <laughs> it at a certain time. Uh, 
So I, I wanted more than to just finish. I wanted to finish faster and, and so forth and so on. And I, I, I disappointed myself there because I wasn't as fast as I wanted to be. Uh, and no excuses, it was just, I just didn't do it. Um, but next time I'm gonna. That sounds good. Well, I'm looking forward to signing up again. And uh, I think, you know, uh, people are seeing our, some of our posts and I, I, I think we're gonna draw more of a crowd even next year because it's just, uh, just a great experience. Well, I, I hope we do have a bigger crowd next year because all the people who were there this year were great. I mean, everybody had an amazing attitude. Addie has, she's a joy. She really is. I mean, she's just super. She's got a, a personality and an attitude that is just top notch. Uh, she's an easy person to like. She is, and thank, thank you very, very much. I, I'll say thank you for her, um, but you made her day. And I, I have to tell you that um, you remind her a lot of, um, you know, her, her hero in her life, which was my dad, and you have a lot of his attributes. So we love spending uh, time with you just uh, because of you have an attitude like he did. Um, well, so that we're probably sense. about the same age. No, no, no. I, my dad, I think, would have turned, uh, I think, maybe 94 this, this February. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. so he was, he was born in 1928, but he had a can-do type attitude. And, you know, I, I grew up golfing. And part of the thing that my dad was, if he got into a jam in golf, he hit the ball behind a tree or whatever, he, it wasn't like he was disappointed. It was like, well, how am I going to get out from underneath this? What am I going to do to get myself out of this jam? And he enjoyed that aspect of troubleshooting. Yeah. So I, I think given a different, you know, different time, he probably, you know, he might've, he might've taken on the marathon as well, but um, I'm sure. Anyway, I, you know, thank you for taking time to speak with me and uh, it was a pleasure and I can't wait to start training again. <laughs> well, I'm going to go for a walk tomorrow. All right. Uh, Sounds good. All right. Take care. Thanks. All right. Good night, Matt. Good night. Second time, Hutch, second time finisher of the Treasure Coast Marathon. Congratulations. Thanks, Doc. You're feeling good, I hear, huh? Feeling pretty good, yeah. All right, all right. It was not as windy, but a little bit hotter, I thought, this year. Didn't you? Yeah, I, uh, you know, at the end there, I drank, I was drinking a lot of water. And I still, I think I got dehydrated at the end. Yeah, I was putting a bottle down about every aid station. Um, Dick and I uh, spoke about that as well. And I think because of the wind, it was breezy enough. It, you just didn't feel that you were losing so much fluids. And it kind of sn sneaks up on you after a while. Yeah. So, but good. 
So this year versus last year, did you do anything different? I wanted to focus on more strength training. I actually do need more of that. Um, you know, Dick and I started out at the same pace and we were kind of leapfrogging because I do a run walk thing and he was doing a fast walk thing. So we leapfrogged for about 10 miles, 11 miles. And then he got ahead of me and because uh, I had to stop, make a stop at a rest, uh, at an aid station. And, um, and then um, I came out of it later on I came out of an aid station. He was, he was probably a quarter to half mile ahead of me. And I came out and I looked up and there's Dick. And I'm like, where'd you come from? He says, oh, cause he was ahead of me. Now he's like right with me. I he goes, I got lost. <laughs> you know, so, so uh, you know, he had a challenge in that. Um, as far as this year, um, my heart rate was high all day. I kind of, I think I started out a little too fast. Um, other than that, though, I mean, you know, you just go out and do it. I just treat it as another day of training. Just enjoy the sights. I like to talk to the people, you know, and, and have fun with the people as, as I'm running with them and get to know people a little bit and stuff. So I, I really look at it as a social event, Doc, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm a social guy. And, uh, you know, uh, being a minister, I prayed with a few people, you know, and, and I just really enjoy myself out there. So given um, you started your heart, what would you do? Would you do anything different next year? Are you going to, you know, I mean, is there a plan? I, I assume there's going to be a sign up for a third year. So far, we're 100. So far, we're 100 percent for next year uh, of the repeat uh, sign up. So are you in? Well, you know, I always um, meditate and contemplate my life decisions. Although I was the oldest guy in my age group this year, 60 to 64. So next year at 65, I would be the youngest mm. in my group, which really inspires me to go out and get faster. And, you know, last year I did get third in my age group. It, granted, it was a small race, but I have the plaque that says third place, you know, f finish on my first race, you know. So that intrigues me and always inspires me to do better. Mm -hmm. So 64 now, going to be 65. And this is you have two marathons under your belt. Nanette told me today that she started running when she was 65. Did you know that? We had chatted a little bit about that, but you know, that's amazing that she started at 65 and she's what, 86? 86, yeah. <laughs> well, you did tell me, Doc, you said that the one thing you do have going for you, Hutch, is that since I hadn't done anything since playing baseball through my college years, um, football and baseball in high school, you said uh, not doing anything for 43 plus years. You haven't worn anything out. Your hips are good. Your knees are good. Your ankle. <laughs> so I'm getting a fresh start. Now we do have a few other challenges due to uh, my, uh, you know, ongoing condition here, which we're trying to get rid of through plant-based whole food uh, diet. 
Yeah. So it's, um, you know, we, we have talked a lot about over the past couple of years that nutrition is uh, every bit of the race. And I think Dick experienced that. Um, he told me that he was carrying some um, muffins, vegan muffins, and he, it was too dry to get down. So he wasn't taking anything in. He was carrying a lemonade concentrate and he just left it in his pockets, you know? And so he got, you know, he went, he got, um, you know, the batteries started running out for him when Michael caught up to him and, you know, Michael squeezed some sugar into him and brought him back to life. And, um, you know, you had forgot to take a couple gels and of course, going into it, you know, you have a bit of a nutritional struggle with, we're trying to get rid of diabetes for you. Almost, almost there. We're at the brink of it almost being behind you, but, um, it, it still lingers, you know, I mean, you cannot run bad nutrition either in training. Um, and then during the race, you have to be able to take in nutrition and keep on top of that. I think, um, you know, Michael suffered with that as well. Um, I didn't interview him. He's he's actually never been on the podcast. I put I should probably bring him on, but you know, he got sick from an allergy. Um, so he was under the weather from his under onion allergy. So he couldn't take in any food during the race. So he was, you know, he was dragging. I think he wanted to give his gels to Dick so he didn't have to take them. <laughs> but uh, it it makes a difference. What you know, you have to take that nutrition in to keep keep the uh, engine engine rolling and and pay attention to it and the hydration. Um, and it's you know you see it with all levels of runners when we look at the ultra runners. You know, half of them um, either get sick because they've taken in too much or not. You know, you get caught up in the moment of try something new or try something different, and um, it you know comes back to bite you. So. That's why this is a plant-based wellness podcast. <laughs> well, no, you you always told me, you know, nutrition is as important or more important as your shoes. And, um, you know, you and I have worked together. It's going to be three years here on the 12th, actually, in just a few days, our third year anniversary together, Doc. Oh, Lord, I better go get flowers. <laughs> yeah, I want, to, I want to thank you for putting up with me for three years, but... You know, you and I have worked together and finely tuned my my uh, gel intakes, my glucose intakes, my hydration, you know, <clears throat> water intake, the 20 ounces an hour, you know, gels every two miles, uh, taking in three parts, you know. So you finally tuned me into this and, and um, it's really helped me. Good, good. Well, you're a seasoned veteran now, so next year, who knows, right? Two races. Yeah. Two for two. Well, just to put a little pressure on you. And Annette told me today, she signed up for at least one 5k this Saturday. She signed up for two, but I think she's not sure if she's going to run two of them or just one. <laughs> wow. Well, but I'm looking she was at the I'm gym. Looking. She was at the gym when I tracked her down, she did four, four miles today and she was at the gym. So, you know, it is, um, there is no limits. So, what is your uh, your piece your piece of advice for people out there contemplating taking on this um, endeavor? So they everybody's given me a, you know words of wisdom. So what's words of wisdom according to Hutch? Yeah, you know Michael Michael gave me some wisdom the morning of the race, and so I asked him, "What can you give give us?" And he said, "You know, don't quit, just keep going." But 
a meme comes to mind that I read and I've taken it to heart and it, and it says, massive goals don't require massive action. Massive goals require consistent action. And so being consistent, Doc, and um, last year training for the race, I missed one day and that's because we had a hurricane. <laughs> and um, this year I missed probably a month, maybe up to two months with, with some complications and things going along the way. But consistency is the key. Uh, getting out there six days a week with one day of rest and uh, a balance, you know, of long runs, short runs, uh, some strength training, and lots of mobility. Perfect. All right. Well, it was a pleasure as always. We had a great time. You know, there's uh, lots of memories we're gathering in Stewart. We may have to just take that town over it someday. Hopefully next year we'll have a, a bigger crew. We have uh, some more people threatening to join us because we've had so much fun and posted so many pictures. So, um, well, you know. you've ran, you've ran right alongside me basically for both races. And I can't thank you enough for doing that. Uh, again, you, you are my superhero endurance athlete, and it's such an honor and a privilege to run with you. And, um, you know, I was out there on, on the backside of the desert, man, just toughing it out at mile 15. And you, you, I hear somebody yelling behind me, and you come running right up on me and say, how you doing? And you check my heart rate and, you know, everything. And um, you helped me adjust and... Um, you brought me in. I'll tell you what, I was toughing it out there for a minute, but uh, you straightened out my intervals, changed the timing on them a little bit, got my heart rate down and brought me home, Doc. And I can't thank you enough for that. Well, it was, it was my pleasure and we had a, had a great time. So thanks for, thanks for taking a minute out of your day. This is Tony Baloney saying, yeah. see you later. <laughs> Blessings to you, Doc. Thanks All so right. much. Thank you. Tell Joe I said hi. Uh-huh, bye-bye. Welcome, Addie Delaney Minoridge, our registered dietitian and marathon training coach. So, Addie... You know, you pulled a surprise for everybody and uh, Caleb. It was nice to see you come in. So tell me, you know, you you kind of surprised us all. Yes. Yeah, it was a, a big, big weekend. Um, so I have been working with, uh, nutritionally, I get to work with all of our runners. So um, Hutch, Dick, Nanette, and Erica. Um, but I worked a little bit more closely um, recently with Nanette with her nutrition and um, specifically around the race um, and her training throughout the past few months. Um, and then even more specifically with Erica, I um, developed a training plan for her, started her off from ground zero, not running hardly really doing the walking on a consistent basis either. When she um, came with us in um, September um, with her uh, breast cancer diagnosis and kind of helped her work through treatment nutritionally, um, as well as, you know, slowly adding and incorporating in the movement piece of um, health and wellness with her. 
And then, you know, once we really geared up, you know, got the, the half marathon training plan in, progressed her from walking to adding in some running as well, the nutritional support throughout, uh, you know, the endurance event plan. Um, so got to work with them really closely and, um, you know, felt very inspired by all of our runners and it was a big, big day. So, um, you know, Hutch has, this was his second Nanette man. She's a rock star. She's, she's did her first full at 84. She did a half during her training. She did an eight miler the weekend before. I mean, she's wild, but it's so inspiring to see her do what she does and with such grace and a smile on her face. Um, but I wanted to be there, you know, big first, uh, you know, marathon for Dick and just knowing um, him and his wife and, and their story, just had to be there for that. But oh my goodness, my girl, Erica, that was the dream um, with, you know, all she's been through. Um, that first race is so awesome for anyone, but for what she overcame, sorry. <laughs> um, it's a good thing we're on zoom because she's making funny faces at me to get it together <laughs> um but um you know she just conquered so much this year um with just her health and with um just her her mental state through it all it was just kind of like here it is let's get it done and stay positive and was just so inspiring for me to get to work with someone uh who just took something head on like that and I mean I helped them, but really I learned so much from the people I get to work with too. And so I just was like, you know, I was talking with Nathan. I mean, he's heard me talk about her for the past, you know, several months. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I got to be there. So we figured out a way to make it happen. My sidekick and I loaded up on the plane and I was like, we, we got to be there. And I was trying to keep it a secret genetically. We're not good secret keepers. And she kept talking to me about the day. And so I was able to keep the secret and surprise her and be there for such a big day for her, um, you know, overcoming um, this diagnosis she had. But really far beyond that is just totally taking control of her health, you know, powerhouse woman, mom of two, and she has just totally transformed her lifestyle. This has not been a diet plan for her. This isn't just a check a box end goal. She's transformed her way of living and her outlook on her nutrition and fitness and her reason why to do it and is continued trucking. I mean, I've kept up, you know, with our folks this week, specifically Nanette and Erica, and it's just wild. I mean, they just, you know, took a day to maybe take a light walk. And I think Nanette did 4.4 yesterday and um, Erica's back into walking and she did a light strength program yesterday. So, I mean, it, it was just so monumental, this moment, you know, again, big enough for your first half marathon, full marathon, but to also know her story and what she's overcome. I, I just couldn't miss it for the world. I had to be there. Well, we all appreciate you. This is uh, Registered Dietitian Month, and we appreciate you and applaud all that you do for our practice. And I couldn't do it without you. So thank you. Thank you very much. And of course, you know, it made my day having you there. And of course, you know, my little buddy, Caleb, cheering mom, 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 uh, can't, can't miss that app. So that was the yeah. finish line ever. Yeah, I have to say, you know, um, we, I, I think we mentioned on the podcast before growing up, we would go to a destination that was really cool for a vacation, but mom would always run a marathon. <laughs> 
So that was part of the tour of wherever our destination was. And so um, this was kind of cool to bring Caleb along with me and get to do the Sherpa cheering squad uh, with him and let him see that. You know, he did a couple halves in my belly. I've pushed a jogger shoulder for four miles, but to take him to a race and let him spectate, because I mean, there's just, that's just such an awesome moment to see. I mean, I don't even care if you don't even know anybody out there to see people out there, um, you know, celebrating health, doing things with friends. There's a bunch of relays out there. I mean, it's such a cool experience, but really to see the cool mom, mom, grandma, and buddy come through the finish line. I mean, that was really cool to have him there for that. You know, the other thing I want to get back to the nutrition aspect, you know, you worked with Erica coming back, uh, going through uh, post-surgery and radiation, um, but you also worked with Dick because Dick went through colon cancer and, you know, Dick had a lot of weight loss. He's a tall guy. And we talked a little bit about it when I, when I interviewed Dick, but he had a lot of weight loss and the weight loss with the surgery and, and he had four or three surgeries and you worked a lot with him and especially his wife, Kathy, um, to tailor a nutrition plan for an active, tall, high, highly high metabolic rate guy to get him back into a normal BMI. So not only did we take, you know, we, we move BMIs all different directions. Right. And, you know, I talked with Hutch, you know, nutrition is a significant aspect of endurance athlete athletics. You worked with Hutch, you know, with his diabetes. And it's not, you know, people think that, oh, you just, you know, give a piece of paper, here's your diet, you know, how many calories do you want? But it's not just it energy, it's, it's nutrition, it's, it's antioxidants and phytonutrients. And it's so important to tailor it to the individual. And, uh, you know, that's what I like best about our practice, that everybody's special and they are special. And uh, you've done a fabulous job tailoring the nutrition plans to each of them. So I applaud you. I know we're going to do an interview later this month for diet for uh, dietitian month, but I just want to tell you that, you know, uh, you go above and beyond um, as a registered dietitian and exercise physiologist to get these guys tuned up nutritionally um, and strength-wise for these, these events. So hats off, my dear. Well, thank you. No, and that's, uh, you know, I, I love about this practice. Um, my personality has definitely always been, I, I like to jump around from thing to thing. And so um, I think within dietetics, you can get pigeonholed if you're not in the right spot. And so what I love about our practice is the diversity with, you know, the people we have coming on. And I mean, literally these four, or on four totally different plans. Um, and so it, it's, it's, it keeps me going. It gives me something new to do every day, but uh, it, it's nice because we get so much time with them too. You know, with the way our practice model is set up, I mean, that's such a gift. It's not just a piece of paper in that sense too. We get, we get you know, an hour plus time with these individuals within their appointments and you get to know them and their families and yeah, I mean, in Dick's case, absolutely, you know, working him back up, getting his strength up, but also with the specific, you know, colon cancer and surgeries that he went at thereafter, um, the progression, and, you know, through plant-based nutrition um, for him. And it, it's just, it, it's been challenging and rewarding, and it's it's just a gift to do it all. Well, I won't take any of your time. I know you have a busy morning plan, but I, I just wanted to get your post-rates update and we'll be chatting again soon. So thank you very much. Absolutely. And if I can just do a takeaway for anybody out there, um, you know, I think all of these runners, you know, when you listen to their podcasts, interviews, 
for this one. I, I hope your biggest takeaway is why not me? Why not now? Because they all started overcoming different obstacles. They all have different jobs. They all live in different locations. You know, they're all different ages. Um, but, you know, do do something that challenges you and makes you feel alive and and helps you thrive because, you know, there's no better day to do it than today. Yay. All right. Yay. Good. All right. Thanks, Doc. And thanks for letting me be a part of the dream team. Right. <laughs> See ya. first time you've been on the podcast you listen to the podcast each week and you say oh it was a really good podcast so now the pressure's on you if it's a bad podcast this week it's all your fault <laughs> what a vote of confidence thank you <laughs> so you have been an honorary marathon guide slash I guess guide uh escort uh, for two years now, we, we uh, ran with Hutch last year, and this year, uh, you and I had the pleasure of running with Nanette for the first nine, nine and a half, and then we caught up to Dick and um, Hutch, and you ended up running in with uh, Dick, and I ran in with Hutch. So, you know, anything different from this year to the last that you want to share? Um, I would say that... Um... I think I, I handled the heat a lot better this year. Uh -huh. And uh, we did not see any dolphins. We did see uh, extra mangoes on the trees in our little tour of the little island there. And I actually had a blast running in with Dick. He, um, he credits you with his success. Uh, I will tell you that he wants to run faster next year, so. Um, he's, he thinks he can break his record, but he really was thankful for your uh, water bottle and gel input. Um, <laughs> you know, that's it. When he thought about what he could improve on, he, you know, went right to nutrition and hydration. He realized now, looking back, that um, he needed more of that. Well, I, it, it wasn't that I was smarter. It's just I've been where he was at that point many times in the past, and I knew what would bring him around. So... Really, it was all credit to Dick to keep going one foot in front of the other. He did great. And, um, you know, you're 58 years old. Thanks for <laughs> noticing. I know. And, uh, and so you're nearing the top of your age group. Um, and you've been doing endurance events for quite some time. And you've been plant-based for quite some time as well. And, you know, and you did an endurance event before you were plant-based. And um, do you notice a difference in your recovery since going plant-based? Huge difference. And, and, and it's almost comical. Previously, after a really hard day or hard efforts, the preferred recovery was feet up on the couch, little naps, and uh, that's no longer needed. Now it's... You, you just feel like you were out there doing an effort, but you don't have the same soreness and you're able to get up and go at any time. What's the advice to, and, and in your business, you're around a lot of people who don't um, do endurance <laughs> athletics. 
And, and so when people say, oh, I'm too, you know, what, what's your advice for somebody, you know, if they were thinking about it? Uh, I would say would just, just try it to, uh, you know, one day a week and see how you feel, stretch that to two days and do the little steps. And once you figure out it's not that difficult and you will actually notice the difference, uh, it becomes more of a habit than a chore. I think you. I think I think you're right. Well, we we certainly had uh, a great time on our little endurance uh, excursions, and always have a story to tell. But I I think this time was even more fun with running with you know um, we started out with Erica and Nanette, and uh, you know you told Erica right up front you need to go, girl. She was <laughs> and she was doing you know she did really well and surprised herself, and she's ready to go again. And, uh, you know, Nanette just had a ball um, and she, she's just amazing. She great form. She's back walking and going to the gym. She worked out with her trainer this week already. She's walked four miles the day before she's going to run a 5k on Saturday. So she's all in and she wants to go again next year. So Dick wants to go again next year. Hutch wants to go again next year. So, um, and I believe Erica is going to put, put it on the calendar for next year and we're signed up already. So you know, it, it's kind of interesting. Everybody starts out there. Uh, how can I do this? It's so far. And as soon as we're done with <laughs> half a day, everybody says, you know what? We're going to do this again. I think it's like the roller coaster ride. You're afraid to go. You're afraid to go. And then it's, let's do it again. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's so important that people push themselves a little bit out of, out of their envelope. I just read an article uh, that Gary Cantrell uh, from the Berkeley Marathon, Barclays Marathon put out, and he talks about intangibles. And one of the things that you necessarily can't necessarily plan for are the intangibles. But the more you do things and the more you have to troubleshoot, um, you know, the, the more you feel that you can actually, you know, it's just one foot in front of the other. Yeah. So it, it's really, it's only different the first time. And then when you keep doing it, it becomes a habit. So All right. Well, we have uh, a 50-miler for our first time coming up. So <laughs> have you figured out our intangibles on that one? <laughs> well, one thing we don't have to worry about is being tethered together. So the fact that we're not... <laughs> oh, what a shame. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm probably not going to break my swim cap, so I'm going to have to be, make sure I don't fall down. Oh, well, I guess it's my turn to fall then. Uh, we'll we'll see, but uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, if you fall down, I'll help pick you up. How's that? Oh, you're so good to me. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to give us a little post, uh, post-race post conclusion, and uh, thank you for being on the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. <laughs>
get out and move, way to go. And thank you for taking time to listen to the podcast. If you have any questions, you can email me at jamie at drdelaney.com. Dr. Delaney spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R-D-U-L-A-N-E-Y. It's J-A-M-I. Check out our website, drdelaney.com. You can get a newsletter from us with recipes and what's going on with the practice. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll keep you updated on what's in our future. Take care.